You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Welcome back to another episode of Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me this evening is... Tom Durham. Colleen Moore. And we're recording on August 3rd. Colleen and Tom, welcome. It's your first time on the, uh, you know, I got you for this and I'm, I appreciate you coming. No, I appreciate it. Colleen, we talked, we had this discussion a couple months ago about doing this episode yeah. and then uh, a week ago we had a vast technical failure, which uh, has been resolved. Has so been resolved. Almost broke me. Uh, or my <laughs> computer, whatever came first. Right, Is that yeah. why there's tape all over your computer? Or no, it's, or... it's for the camera. Oh, you're, so you're just paranoid. Zuckerberg's watching you. Everyone's watching me. That's just the voices. Um, so tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about nuclear weapons and why they are the best pathway towards atta- obtaining peace. Oh, gosh. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It's, but... a, it's a no. It's a no for me. <laughs> I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, even though you're wrong. I already regret this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too late. It's too late. You can't. You can't leave. I'm already here. Yeah. Um. But before we get to talking about that kind of stuff, um, as always, our drink for this week, and we are drinking the Hazy Jane from Brew Brewdog Brewery. Mm. It's a New England style IPA. Because we wouldn't be millennials without an IPA. I love IPAs. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually, yeah, you know, I was like, oh, let's see how this is. Yeah. Because actually, they're um they're originally from uh like Edinburgh, like in Scotland and stuff. Hmm. And they have like a bunch of like bars all through the UK, and then they have a couple here in the US, like a multinational brewery, and it's like that's explains the like European style seal on it, like the little oh yeah dog. Is that <laughs> yeah? That is how they would like draw a dog or something like medieval. Fly our banners, the brew dog. <laughs> I mean, there's stranger, there's stranger banners that oh, yeah. have existed. Born yeah. in Scotland. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. So we have, uh, since you guys don't know, I think I'd rather bring this up. We have an untapped app, um, uh, that. So what do you guys, what do you rank this as from uh, mm-hmm. one to five? I used to use untapped. I'm trying to think. Um, it's like what? a four. For me? Yeah, because it doesn't Four, feel 4. it doesn't 5. feel too hopsy. I mean, because that's the thing with IPAs is they get hopsy really easily, and then yeah. it just feels like, I'm, what just, I don't like I'm just shoveling wheat into my mouth. But like yeah. this is like, <laughs> no, this is this goes. It's very smooth and also not too hopsy. Like it, yeah, it no, doesn't I, have a bad aftertaste. No, I like being yeah. punched in the face of hops, but not during the summer because it's hot as shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like true. this is I, I could drink this outside. Yeah, this is pretty refreshing. Actually, it doesn't feel as heavy too because like a lot of IPAs you have them and then you're just like I haven't yeah. had dinner but I feel like I already have and this is dangerous. <laughs> just eating bread. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's going for and nice. Yeah, and that's done. So what we're actually here to talk about tonight is uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday the U.S. formally withdrawn from the uh, INF. The INF, which is the Intermediate Nuclear. Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty. <laughs> yes, that. I did my reading. It just, I don't know why, because it just, the acronym doesn't seem like it should be that. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird acronym. It's yeah. better to say than it is a spell. But anyway, sure. um, really quickly, Colleen, why, oh, it's first, like, what, what was it? 
Yeah, so the INF Treaty was actually the first treaty that eliminated an entire class of nuclear weapons. So it required the U.S. and the Soviets to eliminate all ground-launched missiles with a range of 500 to 5,500 kilometers. So it was the first time that both of the, the two major superpowers agreed to totally, you know, to, to reduce their the nuclear only, arsenal. Only superpowers. Uh, wait, what? The only superpowers? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so actually almost 3,000 missiles were eliminated, and it directly led to the signing of START-1 in 1991, and then eventually New START, which was signed under the Obama administration. So it really, like, ushered in an age of nuclear arms control, and so it was a pretty pivotal arms control agreement, but... Yet the Trump administration doesn't really seem to care about that. I'll come back to that, but so real quick, why was that treaty important? Like, what's, like besides like, you know, them like reducing the stockpile, like besides that obvious um, good thing, why intermediate? Why is that a big deal? Because like, they're land based, or be, like why is it? Why was it those and not anything else? Yeah, so I mean, you have to start somewhere. Uh, <laughs> start. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, so you have to start somewhere and that's a major critique of the INF treaty and uh, also New Start which is up for expiration in the next few years so that's a major critique of it is that it's only intermediate range but of course you have to start somewhere and the two superpowers uh, back in the 80s wouldn't have agreed to anything more not even now they wouldn't agree to eliminate anything more than the intermediate range well, it's like, you know, I mean, like, sort of from a strategic point of view, like, what, why were those, why did they exist in the first place? Because ICBMs can kind of go generally anywhere because of the, their, their, their capability to go, you know, very, to go the distance. Right, yeah, so I think that, yeah. is, is it a timing thing, or just because, or it's like, they, they can be kind of deployed wherever? So, yeah. So, like, it's, it ta- it's like, they're, they're kind of a first strike weapon? Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. I admit, when I first saw in the news that it being drawn, I was reading quickly, so I read it as uh, U.S. pulls it out of the IMF, and <laughs> I was just like, taking my like, wait, what? And then it just that'd be, know, that'd like, be, a, ah, that'd every, be a better thing than the every left, you know, every every uh, West Coast University activist, you know, I'm sure just <laughs> absolutely, you know, excited about that. But no, it was the INF, which is uh, low is probably just as bad, which is an entirely different. Uh, aspect but yeah from my understand from mccullin um it was they started negotiating it in the 70s and it was then signed in the 80s um, yeah so it was signed in 87 yeah, uh, by that, reagan and gorbachev true which, hero i mean in a lot of ways like it, <laughs> that's something that uh it kind of it kind of shows how how reagan. much Gor- gorbachev <laughs> and reagan true. actually like <laughs> got along it's actually really remarkable in a lot of ways those two men for all their faults i mean we could go a while about both those results in a lot of ways they kind of kept the world alive um particularly because right off at the beginning a lot of people thought reagan was going to be um much harder on the soviet union much more i mean he was depicted a lot of times as a warmonger there's a story of reagan when he first came to office that one of the first things he did was he had the soviet ambassadors um privileged parking space taken away like just got little him, stuff like yeah you know got him freedom <laughs> wins again but the just like little things like that but then from what I understand over time and after Gorbachev came in he realized that Gorbachev much like his unlike his predecessor was actually this is someone you can connect to and actually legitimately is concerned about like the future of mankind for these I mean now 
their economic philosophies, of course, being different, but it was... It was basically just to play ball. Um, he, he, Coach Trump was going to play ball. So is this a Trump thing? Is this, like, you know, just pulling out of a treaty because it's him, or is it because there's a lot... Because there's a lot of people arguing that, like, the, the treaty didn't really matter anymore because it's not a bilateral world anymore. It's not the two superpowers vying. I mean, yes, we have to, still have the two countries have the highest uh, stockpiles of nuclear weapons, but... You know, the, the, Russia was obviously breaking the treaty because they're just helping, developing the hypersonic missiles, which we're also doing. You know, we're not, we're not like, you know, parading them around the, around the, you know, the Red Square, but they they exist. So was it, was there, was it, I mean, it, it's, it's bad that it's gone, but is there real rationale for why it's gone besides the Trump going like, no, I don't want to, you know, being a fucking child. <laughs> yeah, so one of the major architects behind this is John Bolton, National Security yes. Advisor. And of course. as we Not all know, hero. he's he just hates any kind of diplomacy. Like, yeah. he just hates it all, you know. Paris and arms Accord, control, too, from what I understand, right? For sure. He just wants to bomb Iran and any other country he can get his hands on. Um, but, I mean, in all seriousness, he is the reason behind this, I believe. Uh, that makes so, a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, so I, and I mean, he was the reason by, behind the Iran deal. He's the reason behind why we won't work to extend New START, hopefully by the end of his administration. <laughs> hopefully this is the end of his administration. Have you seen the like, debates? Like, it's not going to happen. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> that's another episode. Um, yeah, but... So to answer, it's kind of go back to one of your questions about like why is this still important from like a strategic point of view. And it one of the reasons is because these mid-range nuclear weapons threaten Europe, and so NATO is pretty pissed off. The European Union is like European countries are really worried about this, and that's one of the reasons why mid-range specifically is very important because it it threatens Europe, and it threatens Alaska mostly of the U.S. It threatens Asia, um, so I. John Bolton claims that the reason why he doesn't think INF and New START is important anymore is because it doesn't include China and it doesn't include other classes of nuclear weapons. But, I mean, it takes years to negotiate something like this, right? I mean, like you said, this, these negotiations started back in the 70s and they weren't signed until 87. Yeah, wasn't New START kind of unique in that like, the Obama ministry did it in under a year? Um, granted, I'm sure there was some foundation that had been set ahead of time because I know that... Um, I remember reading about how George W. Bush approached the issue with Putin. I mean, how far he got with it, I, I wouldn't know. But, um, like, that's... Yeah, these things take... What? <laughs> like, uh, any trade agreement or any arms agreement, like, takes years. Took... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think the the other thing was because U.S., like, consistently, the U.S. presidents and administrations were just kind of going through, like, well, this is a good thing, so we should kind of keep it going. Like, it doesn't really matter, like, you know, who, who, which party you are. It's like, oh, <laughs> a lot of nukes could be bad. Or the best thing ever, depending on how you look at it. No. <laughs> and then isn't that still the United States and I mean I think it just is like like I understand wanting to rope in things like China or other um players into it, but from I understand, um doesn't the United States and Russia still possess about what, eighty, eighty five percent of the world's nuclear? Yeah, over ninety percent. Yeah. yeah, which is still insane amount. I exactly. mean um and you can you can always just amend agreements that are already in place i mean to bring china to the table rather than scrapping and starting from nowhere and then also then it's almost a kind of a trying to bait it in by adding in china because then then i think it's almost trying to extend the conversation and let it die off the tree off to the side 
Because then other people are like, well, what about India and Pakistan? What about Iran? What's what about, it, yeah, it's like, it's, oh, it's, we, no, we tried. It's not our fault. China wouldn't go for it. So the yes. deal is off. Like, uh. So that's exactly the mindset that John Bolton has. Like, that's my opinion is that he's saying like, ooh, let me come up with this like legitimate like goal. But then it's not going to happen during the Trump presidency. And he can be like, oh, look. I tried. It didn't happen. Ha ha. I destroyed an arms control agreement. Yeah. And even if China did say yes, then he'd be like, well, what about India and Pakistan? Which he know would be a non-starter because, sure. um, well, as Pakistan got all their, their tech from China. And then um, India India developed theirs in secret to avoid this uh, America because we put sanctions on them for it. And so it's still, the United States telling India not to have nukes is still something that... Um, it's, it's a touchy subject, though. It, it wasn't until, like, Bush W. Uh, actually took a while to acknowledge uh, India's right to have them. Um, it's very touchy. Like, they, they still have a chip on the shoulder mm-hmm. on it. They made a movie about it just two years ago, actually. What's the movie? I'm trying to remember the name. I'll have to get it... Um... Name it again, but pretty much is it's it a about, Bollywood movie? It is a Bollywood movie. It's about yeah. the team that was put together to um, test the first nuclear site and how they had to hide it from... The, the CIA satellite that would go over every about 12 hours, and they'd have to cover everything up with tarps, come back again, do it again. Um, and it's it, the movie was probably made um, to inspire some nationalistic uh, pride for the Modi yeah. era. I'm not entirely sure if Modi's government funded it or not, but um, the it, in the movie, the United States is made out to be uh, the bad guys oh, uh, of... United States, you know, telling India no, like not letting them and sanctioning them. Anyway, it's yeah. and fun fact: Pakistan will—they uh, move their nukes in the back of vehicles, so they can't be tracked. Yep, super safe. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, like it's so the other thing of China is like them wanting to be in a, a nuke deal. It's almost kind of pointless because their stockpile is so small. It's just yeah, like two hundred. Yeah, they're, they're, not China would also be like, well, it would limit them growing it. So I don't think they would ever even go for it. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like what Tom said. You don't just scrap a deal like this. That, Yeah, like it, it took them two years to negotiate this, uh, around two years. Um, but Obama started this right from the beginning when he came in 2008 or 2009. Um, so, yeah, the answer is to not scrap it because New Start, and, and also going on, going on to New Start as far as like next steps, like New Start... Um, like it expires in February of 2021. And if they want to include another superpower, like another, yeah, another superpower like China, it's going to take more than a year and a half. Well, I, right? I mean, yeah, I think uh, all the arguments, at least, I think not like they're more like guarded discontent for INF. It's like, okay, you know, it, we, it, the treaty makes sense, but it has issues because it's all bilateral stuff. And, like, sure. it's such a multipolar world, and there's so many countries that have nukes, and it's, like, sure. all this kind of stuff. So it's, like, arguing against that, but at the same time, again, we in Russia have the most. Right. So it's not like, it's, it's like, everyone else, being involved, everyone wants to go, oh, I have the, like, oh, nice, your little baby rookie, like, program you have. That's adorable. Yeah, I mean. 200 nukes, oh. I think, isn't sure. it each, Colin, you might know, that, know this, uh, but isn't it each uh, country alone, like, US and uh, Russia have enough nukes just to themselves to kill the world three times over so then the two of them together six times over just something yeah, exactly. absolutely insane yeah, like that like, like that. it's just yeah make it count <laughs> you're gonna do it <laughs> yes. no 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I'm really baking. <laughs> I'm really baking that nuclear holocaust. I mean, like, just saying. Is that like your just... personal like well, plan? It's, well, it's like it, it, there's two plans. Or either it's like I die off in it, which is you know a good thing because like you don't want to survive the third, or I do survive it and I become the new warlord of Arlington. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All hail. Can we just think about that? Yeah. For a second. I guess my hot take is that uh, <laughs> I think human beings should stick around, you know, a bit longer. Um, yeah. Maybe. Just, Ryan you, might at least until we, we can go across you know, the stars and then we can see which of the sci-fi movies are correct. You know, sci-fi books, whatnot. Then we can nuke other races. I don't know. <laughs> I think they probably have other things. It's... Maybe not. Maybe we're... Just, hey, we're, we're, we're I don't want to get worried. Never mind. I was going to sidetrack us really badly. Hence Space Force. <laughs> yeah, Pivoting space to Space Force <laughs> now. The space real Force. episode. Oh gosh, Space Force. I think that might happen. Like... It might happen. No, I think. Uh, I mean. I mean. Hopefully, they don't call it that because it's it. It sounds it fucking like stupid. Light of it, 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 yeah. yeah, it makes it makes light, but it's like it's, there's legit concerns for it. And, like there should be an implementation of like NASA and the Air Force. And of course, like the funding behind it. Like okay, so. Um, well, so as you both know, I'm currently work at a project on the Pentagon, and one thing I have noticed several times is Space Force. There now, this is only anecdotal. Is a lot of times used as a punchline. Uh, no one really talks about it seriously. It's mm. kind of the point where you pass by the room and if you're like, oh, what's there? What are they working on? And if it's like empty room, people are like, oh, Space Force. That's Space Force's room. It's just empty. Or just all the, like, <laughs> where people just threw all their shitty computers and other things back there. It's, so it's just kind of become that. It's because it's one of those things where it's like, the we'll believe it when it's actually, we'll believe it when it's actually, you know, seen in. There's actual full, see, you know, yeah. once somebody's been appointed. So... Yeah. For uh, the organization I work for, Beyond the Bomb, uh, we created a fake Space Admiral Pence Twitter account a few months ago. So the funny <laughs> thing about that is that's before Pence. <laughs> that's before Pence was actually like the person talking about Space Force. And then like a month later, he's the one that was making all the announcements. And we're like, we fucking predicted this shit. We made this shit happen. There was like something. Oh, you made that happen. Good. Thanks for thanks yeah, for. Really- I right. saw live like his uh, speech it was on <laughs> CNN not. when at work. When I on it, and just the whole time I was just thinking, like, if there's anyone who could just make the idea of space and, or just like, you know, military in space uncool or sound boring, it's this man. Like, right here, trying to present <laughs> right? this. Like, good lord, I'm not interested in this. And, the, and this is, I read a show of those sci fi books and everything. I love, you know, Star Wars, what have you. Like, sure. this should be stuff that's just gotta be like, oh, cool. It's just like, we're coming, finally coming. Nope, nope. No. No, now it's really boring. You, no, you ruined now it's it. It's Mike Pence. It's, yeah, it's like when, uh, it's like the, you know, when the teacher finds out what, the new slang word the kids are saying is now slang is just not cool anymore. The youths, what the youths are doing. Yeah, the so, goddamn, I hate the use. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> nuclear weapons and why they're great. Um, no, um, no. so <laughs> is there a way to come back from this? In the, like in the near term, of like, oh no, we made a mistake. We should bring back. Like, you know, Trump like flip flops next week. He's like, oh no, actually, I don't, you know, I want to be tough on Russia because Congress is all pissy about it, and they kind of like, oh, hey, we want to get back on, you know, having the INF again. Well, so that's kind of his idea of being tough on Russia is just pulling out of this treaty. Um, I'm just like, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> and so kind of going back to because we didn't really talk about like why this happened, yeah. like why did the U.S. pull out and then why did Russia, why did that follow, is because no. <laughs> 
Um, so there was a, like an accurate accusation against Russia for violating the treaty. So they they were accused of uh, building and testing missiles that violated the treaty. Uh, I mean, and that's probably true. It's, I, mean, I, it's I, inaccurate. I think Russia's been like, oh, look how great they are. Yeah. I, but exactly. I think I think it's also Russia. It's like more of like. Um, well, I'm trying to think of the word. It's just that they're positioning themselves to be like, look, we're, you know, Russia nice and strong. Oh, yes, comrade. You know, all that kind of crap. Because, uh, like... It, it's like with their, um... They've supposedly reactivated went to their old Soviet bases in, mm-hmm. nor- in, like, the Arctic. And then there's some other reports came out later that was just, like, actually, no, it's just, like, a barely skeleton crew. So it looks like the lights are on, you know... Because their their armies, like, I think about like a fourth or a fifth the size it ever was at like Soviet peak. They they just don't have enough. Uh, they have a lot less remember, countries involved. <laughs> country, but also people. They have a declining yeah. population, not as fast yeah. as like Japan or something. But well, that's like for a lot of different reasons. But well, also, yeah. it's also they, I think they will really want to do it because they want to find a place where they send people they hate. Here, go to this base in the Arctic. Fuck you. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. I think I mean Russia kind of wins from this. Like, oh, you know, we tried because they're the same. They're they're playing the same game of like, oh, it's the U.S.'s fault why we pulled out. It's, right. You know, as because it's never your fault. It's it's always, it's never it's never you. It's always them. Right. When of they, when you well, break and, up. The, and the thing with INF is like these accusations have been going back and forth for a while, but it was Trump who ultimately started this process. So while well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, he, he followed very quickly and like, okay, if you're well, going to do this, we're going yeah, to Yeah, if you understand, the Obama administration accused Putin's administration many times of violating this. And yeah. also, too, it's so I get I get the logic behind it of right. why should we limit ourselves when the other person at the table is not is clearly not doing so. Um, yeah, then I see the other side of it where the idea is like, well, if we stay signed on to it, it is to make like you know, a point or to have, right. like, you could say, the moral high ground. Um, yeah. But it's... In the short term of it, like I said, Ryan, like I mean, just knowing Putin, I, I don't really think there's a serious expert that thinks that we could probably renegotiate something like this so long as he is there in uh, Moscow. So it's more a matter of like, I, I think, I think what he's doing, I think, it, okay, they make the missiles. Mm. They're not gonna put nukes in them. What are they gonna have like three that work? Like you know, it's it's like Russia. Like it was like years ago when Russia like built this like awesome new like new age tank. You know, could probably beat the beat the Abrams like barely, but they can make like seven of them. Oh yeah, the whereas... so it's like this is more a posturing thing. This is more you know their diplomacy is that because it's like their military is a fucking joke. I mean, what they have their one fucking hulking piece of garbage carrier. Oh yeah, we also <laughs> I mean also to like to give uh, well one cool speaking of carriers one cool fact for that for example is. There's about 43 carriers uh, in the world aircraft carriers. The United States has <laughs> active about 11, um, but those 11 in weight and volume are way carriers. more than all the other carriers <laughs> in the world. Um, Since, so I guess, INF's out the window. Yeah. I do want to go back to one of Tom's points on, like, it's justified because... Like, the justification totally makes sense. And I I actually interviewed uh, the other day for Global Zero, the former Undersecretary of State for International Security and Nonproliferation. Assistant, yeah, Undersecretary of State. Just rolls off the tongue. Tom Countryman. And he was like... Brag much. The... I know, but I mean, like, he had, like, a really good point in this interview. I mean, yeah, I'm, like, really cool. And, yeah. Anyways, um... No, but he had a really good quote that I want to go back to that he just said, like, justification, like, justified doesn't mean smart. Like, yeah, it's totally <laughs> oh, justified. Yeah. 
And but is it a smart thing to just scrap this because of Russia non-compliance? Like, no. So yeah, getting to what you're talking about uh, with New Start. So yeah, I've been I've been kind of throwing around uh, New Start. So for listeners who don't really know what New Start is, and like Ryan, <laughs> I did the reading almost. <laughs> almost. So yeah, um, it, Obama and Medvedev in 2010 signed remember, New Start. Remember that guy? He was great. Yeah, I remember he's, him. He's our Instagram of cats. R.I.P. Sorry. He's really short. Like, if you watch videos of him... Like, what? What's Barack... wrong with short people, Colleen? No, I just, like... I didn't think that, like, Barack was that tall. Was Barack, like, a tall president or no? Yeah, Obama, he's about six foot one. Yeah, oh, really? Okay. I only remember this because one time I was making a bet with friends about who were the taller presidents, and we just found out... Did just you know that Trump is really tall? Yeah, he's... Yeah. Well, if he actually... If he, well, I think if his tie's so long. Stands, like, fall, if he actually stands <laughs> fully up... But his tie I guess is, he's like, like, seven feet long. Yeah, he'd, he'd be, like, six foot four, but, like, I mean, he slouches, so he looks like he's as tall as Obama. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so New Start was signed by Obama and Medvedev in 2010, and then it was actually ratified by the Senate and Russian Parliament... That's, in 2011. That's right. That's when um, Putin briefly, due to term limits, stepped aside, stopping pri- to be prime minister, not president. <laughs> right. And then just getting back. Yeah, because that was totally. They're just, they're just doing, they're doing musical chairs. Exactly. Um, yeah. So <laughs> why is a new start like the next step after INF is gone? And by the way, I'm just counting on like INF is dead. There's nothing we can do about it. Like yeah. RIP. Gone but never forgotten except it's pretty forgotten already. Most people didn't know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately. I mean, that's actually kind of pivot into it. When you think about it, like, with nuclear weapons, um, so I did dig up, again, a survey for um, for a project I did one time. We had to do a huge survey just on what, like, di- generational differences between millennials and baby boomers. And Rand did a study back in 2018 where they found that, yeah, like, baby boomers and those who grew up during the Cold War, they still list nuclear annihilation as one of their top three, usually in the second or first, greatest, like, fears of security threats. Baby boomers, I mean, not baby boomers, millennials have it much farther down, because it kind of goes to show, so that, that's something I kind of fear about. <laughs> well, I mean, but also, it's something that the post-Cold War generations, millennials and Gen Z, understandably, like... And so maybe a little worryingly now with like these treaties being withdrawn, aren't as concerned about these things. They usually list things like climate change and, you know, like uh, cyber you know, terrorism, mass cyber attacks is more their grace threats. So I guess maybe in the long term, this is something that um, Colleen, do you fear might get kind of even after the Trump era is over and, you know, even if we have Obama 2.0 again, you know, kind of candidate in office are you afraid this is something that might get pushed to the back burner just because simply millennials and Gen Z aren't thinking about it as much as climate change and other threats? Yeah, so that's kind of already happening, unfortunately. Like, post-Cold War, like, people our age don't really see it as a threat anymore, even though, like, wait, we're not at the level of the number of nuclear weapons we had during the Cold War. Oh, yeah. But we still have, you know, the U.S. is over 4,000, so does the U.S. That's terrifying. And USSR. So, <laughs> so yes, that's that's terrifying. It's, well, it's, I mean, at this, I mean, at the same time, it's like not to be like, oh no, it's fine. But you know, when's the last time we used nuclear weapons aggressively towards the enemy? It's you know, it's, yeah. it's like it's like after Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it's like, oh fuck, 
these are very serious things that we've only made them stronger. But so it's like I think for most for the most part, the situation where a nuke weapon could be used. I don't want to say it is remote, but it is. I, 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 at this present moment, like five years from now, like a couple years, two years from now, that could change even. Because, you know, it depends on the, ge- the geopolitical state. Because, like, the main reason why we, we were so worried about it happening was, like, worried about a war in Europe, and we were going to kick the fuck out of Russia. And they're like, well, we're losing. And, uh, I mean, you're almost to Moscow, and winter isn't here, so I guess we got to nuke you. So, I mean, one of the reasons why that threat decreased was because of the INF Treaty that was signed in 87. Yeah. And that really did. Yeah, cause decrease e- the threat yeah because even as the cold war went along i mean just just look at all them just look at them you know movies and books and all literature that came out um anywhere time during the cold war every every ap- every apocalyptic thing oh it was nuclear yeah. terminator um uh da, 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 like oh half a yeah stanley yes godzilla is supposed to be a metaphor for nuclear weapons um if I remember correctly uh george lucas even said the death star was supposed to be a metaphor for weapons mm-hmm. of mass destruction uh, and I'm not super expert anything on like Star Trek, but from my understanding, in the Star Trek lore, there was a World War Three and a World War Four because of nuclear weapons, and it took two more world wars for man to get rid of that. So just it was something that was just always current. Um, whereas like our generation, like I, full disclosure, I was one year and one month old when the Soviet Union disbanded, so I don't remember this. I mean, I do. I was born '88. Old man. <laughs> I was born in '94, so I'm oh, irrelevant. Oh, yeah. Fun random fact I learned the other day. So hypothetically, oh, so Russia withdrew from the Soviet Union one month before it fully disbanded. So for one whole month, the United the USSR was legally just um, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan was the USSR for just one month, which, which is a great example of where nuclear weapons testing goes wrong. They fucking ruined a lot of those people forever. Oh yeah. But I mean, and, that, and that's the thing, it's like, we're not, per se, any kind of instance where it's like, they're likely to be used. I think that's why no one has worried about them since that. I mean, the, those treaties definitely help with keeping them low numbers. And like, again, like Russia trying to be like, we're making these new weapons. Like, oh, okay, yeah. You're, yeah. You, 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 like, they can't sustain it. If they want to do an arms race, they couldn't sustain it at all. It's, it, I mean. I think the most the danger, like, with the, like my concern, um, and I would be surprised for like a lot of security experts, this is my main concern is, for all of uh, the awful, th- you know, things about Putin and you know many concerns that Stanley made people have about Xi Jinping's um, China, they are rational actors for the most part. Like they, they, they whereas, never play the game. Well, yeah, it's but it's they're assholes. But, but they all because that, that was the greatest fear when the Soviet Union fell was some of the some other groups who God knows who getting hold of some of these weapons, and so you know the. The more there are that exist, more nuclear weapons, the the higher the risk of that happening. Um, not just in places like Pakistan. Well, that's why I feel like the NPT is more the non-proliferation tree is more important than than dying up because like it's it's for the most part kept countries in in, in line of like oh you shouldn't do this because we're gonna sanction the fuck out of you. Some have still continued to do it's, it, but even like in like not that I like, you know go into those things. Those countries have like I don't see legitimate reasons for wanting them. I mean, it's like it's like Iran, for example, like they want it because it's like hegemony in the Middle East. Or also, like, we won't fucking attack them because they have nukes. And North Korea is, like, the same reason. You know, they're, they're a little fucking... Oh, yeah. That's why, nuclear, yeah. that's why, I mean, North Korea's entire, like, yeah. arsenal is just long-range artillery weaponry. Like, that's... Yeah, you know, long-range long range, they can they can't hit fucking Japan. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's... 
I think we're okay for now. Like this is my opinion. Like and like and I'm not. This is obviously not my expertise. So I think we're okay for now. But it's like we need to have something. We need, like, there needs to be the worst of like getting something good that's going. So it's just like it doesn't escalate later. Or we should we should have less. There's no need for it because the chance for accidents. And I mean theft is like a fucking out of a Tom Clancy movie. But it's like oh well, if you're else you're Pakistan would drive that shit on a fucking goddamn truck. Like <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more concerned about like false alarms because that that has happened a oh, lot, yeah. and I think it's a lot more than like the average person really knows. I mean, actually, how there was um sometime well, uh, in the during the Cold War, I want to say it was the 70s. Um, I know there's a Wikipedia article on this, um, but while the United States was just transporting between bases, uh, nuclear weapons, one fell out of the plane. Yeah, and it and yeah, and all, yeah. three of the four Maxims went off. And they never found it. So somewhere in North Carolina, so dear listeners, if you're in North Carolina out there, in your backyard, there could be a, you know, nondescript uh, nuclear warhead that the U.S. government's looking for. I need to get it and make Maryland a republic of its own. Oh, God. <laughs> no. If you see a guy in Maryland, the nuclear We're warhead straight under, now. <laughs> under his arm, please run away. Oh, God. The, free, free, free United Maryland. He has a case of Natty Bowen. <laughs> I mean, to be fair warning. though, if to be fair though, like we don't want the South getting hold of it because then they're just gonna you know try and rebel again. So it should be in Northern. So if it's you're okay. down in North Carolina, we'll, my l- we'll listeners, bro- <laughs> be sure if you if you find one, please return it to the North, um, or, we'll, or or we'll burn Georgia again. Thomas Durham at YPFP. <laughs> yeah, just send it. Yeah, no questions asked. Um, I'll buy it, but. <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, there, there's all the time people who do sell as a joke, and they act like it's real fake, like nuclear bomb, like material on like eBay and Amazon. A lot of times, you see who buys it, and it's kind of like I, it's kind of hilarious. I'm serious. You just look it up, like. Yeah, there was like a kid, like a ten year old kid, who like figured out how to make, like radioactive material like, like a, a few months ago and yeah it happens like or someone tries to build like a, like a mini reactor in their fucking garage yeah. you're just like god yeah but but, but anyways to get my house watched <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah so i the reason why i'm concerned about inf treaty withdrawal is i, I think it's just going to lead to other things unfortunately and so to get back to new such, start such as um so the only uh limit on u.s and russian nuclear weapons now is new start uh which as i said was signed by obama and medvedev in 2010 thanks, obama. and yeah actually thanks obama that one time so yeah there's limits on, on their arsenal reasons to thank him than the current guy let's admit admit it <laughs> come on say it ryan did obama make america great again it was already great checkmate it was never great <laughs> i saw the newsroom <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm joking. Anyone who's asked, if this, is, if this sure. is your first episode, then no, I do not like Trump at all. We're moving on. New start. This is why it's important. Oh wait, wait, no, no. this is my podcast. Colin, you can move on, please. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. I appreciate your approval. As most do. Anyways, so why New Start is important? So it has uh, equal limits on U.S. and Russian strategic arsenal. So it's fifteen. 50 deployed nuclear warheads, 700 deployed ICBM, ICBMs, which are uh, intercontinental mm-hmm. ballistic missiles, and deployed nuclear capable bombers, and then 800 total launchers. Cool. And 
Yes, go ahead. Sorry, quick question. I, and I don't know if, if you don't have this off in your hand, don't worry about it. It's like, so how many of those ICBMs and those kind of missiles are those deployed in like subs? Or is that not a thing anymore? Um, I think a lot of it. I mean, if I remember correctly, I mean, granted, this may have changed, but I originally from Washington State, and it was all the time you'd always hear in Washington State that people would proudly, or depending on their political positions, would bemoan that a quarter of the U.S. nuclear arsenal is in uh, naval subs and things right off the coast of Washington State. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, they're ready to destroy Washington State, because why would you not? I can think of many reasons. Uh, West Coast. No, it's okay. West Coast, best coast. It's not. Ryan loves the West Coast for our viewers out there. God, if I end up there, I'm going to be so sad. I mean, right now <laughs> in the West Coast, the, I mean, at least in uh, Washington State, there's no humidity. It's probably in the 70s. It's wonderful. And the sun's up yeah, till 9. Yet here you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that to everybody from the West Coast. Like, well, I love it. It's the best thing. I'm like, but you're here in DC. Stuff with me, motherfuckers. You're in the swamp with us. <laughs> Deal with it. Humidity, motherfucker, is coming oh, at man. you. Anyway, we're doing terrible. Anyway, come. No, up, so so Tom is <laughs> correct. But um, one of the most important aspects of New Start is just the verification and transparency measures it provides. So it's up to 18 short notice on-site inspections per year. The exchange of data on the characteristics and locations of the strategic force notification of movement of strategic forces between facilities and the exchange of data from missile flight tests up to five times. And how, how, how good has Russia been about that? I mean, because the words transparency and Russia are generally two things that don't really go together in most contexts. I mean, this is, this is a, you know, this is a country that is notorious for, you know, no, we're not in Ukraine. And like, there's all these <laughs> Russian speaking soldiers in like, you know, well, a lot of, Eastern a lot of Ukraine. Speak Russian, speak, well, no, speak one's Eastern Ukraine, and like when they ask them where are you from, like they'll pretend they'll say, "Oh, I'm from Kiev," and then like minute later they'll be talking in like an accent as somebody from Moscow, and like the BBC will be like, "Are you sure you're not from Russia?" And then all the locals from there will be like, "Yeah, these guys are not from around here," and then Russia will just straight face be like, "No." Just a bunch of patriots ran across the border, you know, like so. How, how so? Anyway, back to the question, like how trend, like so the the transparency part. How how good have they been about actually transparency? They have actually been pretty good about it. And, and that's all of that is way more. I mean, I don't want to like neglect or like kind of hit on. I have to be like that. New Star is more is more important because of that reasons because you actually get to inspect the sites. Yeah. So I mean, INF also had that. And that's one of the reasons why, like, the U.S. withdrew very prematurely. Like, they didn't actually exercise any What else is now? I mean, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Trump withdrawing. Hashtag 2019. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they they just didn't exercise any of the on-site verifications of, like, they they didn't utilize any of the verification or transparency measures that were included in INF. And... That's one of the reasons, like, they, they didn't try it all diplomatically to actually, you know, bring Russia back into compliance and no, address their concerns. There was no attempt to actually, like, no. do an extension. They, they knew or... they wanted to do it. No, they, not... <laughs> they knew they wanted to do this, and they did it. So, yeah, so for New Start, the reason why it's so important following INF, it's the only limit on U.S. and Russian arsenals right now. And the big thing is that it expires in February of 2021. Do you... I think maybe one of the concerns about withdrawing from the INF2 is countries that or countries that have are trying pursuing weapons they'll kind of see it as um they use it as a scapegoat now for why why should we not pursue nuclear weapons when clearly the United States and Russia are not fulfilling their obligations exactly. and pulling out whereas if we had stayed the United States would 
be able to at least have the high ground of, well, no, you shouldn't, you know. What is morality? Thank God Robert's not here, because he... <laughs> Because then we'd have to add another 20 minutes onto this. So he does it in every fucking episode. It's like, all right. And then we're done. He's like, well, actually, I'm like, you motherfucker. And he, and he goes on a uh, rant. I mean, it's always role founded. Robert Kiss Aurelius. <laughs> yeah. What are ethics? Yeah. He, yeah he, well, I don't know what that is. Um, shocking. But, no, okay. So, and this is more a question for you. You can answer to if you want. But it, it's uh, Tom. But, so. Besides that, it's a waste of money. What are the other major drawbacks of like really building up the U.S. arsenal? Besides that, it's kind of fucking pointless. Yeah, I mean, I think it just sends the wrong message to other countries, and especially in when we when there's a lack of diplomatic efforts on our end, like especially with the INF, like like I said, there were there were no efforts, but at the same time, like. We're modernizing our arsenal, and a lot of it is, like, there's more funding for, or the Trump administration wants more funding for low-yield nuclear weapons. And there, I I don't know if we want to get into this, because that's a whole other thing in and of itself, but, so the Trump administration wants more funding for building and deploying low-yield nuclear weapons. And they're, like, in, like in Starship Troopers. So their argument for that is that, like, Russia has certain weapons... I, um, I don't know. Um, Russia has, like, these low-yield nuclear weapons, and so we need to build the same exact weapons. We have plenty of low-yield nuclear weapons, and I think the Trump administration and even, like, a lot of Democrats, like, congressional Democrats, are saying that we also, like, Seth Mullen is a big fan of uh, funding and building these low-yield nuclear weapons. And <laughs> It's like, just... why? At, at, at that point... Just like we're gonna annihilate that, you, or that we're just not. sounds exactly. like just sounds like a rescue. Like a nuclear because, weapon like, is a nuclear weapon. Well, yeah, like, but yeah, but just also like the fallout and everything from it. I mean, just the da- it's one thing. It's one thing to hit you know a city block or an area with a bomb. You know, a bomb like this is absolutely devastating. But like one that leaves radiation and have to like scrub it. Like that's just asking for. Right. And like of... low yield nuclear weapons, it's like it's the same as like a Hiroshima or Nagasaki. Or what's going to also stop someone from then coming with a slightly less lower grade weapon? And then it starts right. another escalation until somebody actually hurls an actual right. ICD. And you at, can't you know, tell like... when they're incoming if they're low yield or not. Yeah. There's... Like there's no way to tell. I, I'm all for use of nuclear power, but like deploying nuclear things, even low grade, otherwise, like. That's that's just a recipe just for escalation, right. um, particularly if it's for from sure. some bad actors. Um, right. I think we like saw like the U.S. <laughs> Listen, we're the good guys. But no, I think I think we saw there's two I think times in the U.S. history like that we we came close to doing that kind of stuff, which was was it was it MacArthur in in Korea wanted to like yep. nuke the, the border between China China and North Korea, so the yep. Chinese couldn't send troops and stuff across. And it's like all right. Then also even um, when we were fighting in Afghanistan initially. There was like, they, it was. I don't think it was ever really like any kind of real deployment. It was like that. They, they, you know, they, they talked about the idea of a bunker buster nuke, the kind of all like the caves on the border. They're like, we're just gonna destroy it. Like I have, I've never, I've, I've heard stuff about it. I've never seen like how close it was actually being considered because they're like, this is a pain in the ass fighting these motherfuckers, and it's hard to find them. That's, yeah. I mean, it, it would have normalized the use of nukes. And, and conventional also conventional because like warfare. that mountain right. range is massive between those 
Yeah, two big trees. Yeah. Like I mean, that's like what Wash. It's like Washington State all the way to Wisconsin or more. Like just how long it is. Um, right. Well, we have. That's why we have so many nukes. That's why we have plenty. We're ready for it. <laughs> you know, we're we're fine. <laughs> with how many nukes we have now? We don't need any more. The thing we, that we do need to improve is command, control, and communication system. Yeah. And that's what I advocate for actually improving. We don't need more shit. But I, and I, I think we should modernize our, our weapon systems. Like besides, like one, you want them functional. Two, you oh. want them. You know, you want systems in place so like you know, there's no accidents. There was a or, one, or, or like or scares. There's a piece on like yeah. John Oliver's show last year, and then also it comes up periodically in the news just about how a lot of the nuclear systems in our country operate on computers from the 70s where you have to do the old like punch cards and like put it in yeah exactly but and like giant disk drives but like weirdly a lot of those um pieces what they weirdly miss is like actually yeah they were unhackable because they're not connected to the internet or any modern system so unless you physically get there and it's somebody who knows how to like basically knows binary and basic like the really old programming languages no one uses anymore it's like Battlestar, battlestar galactica yeah, you basically like kind of go back in like so. It's a weird. It's kind of weird of it. Ironically, makes it hack. It's. I mean, it's nuclear weapons. It, it's, it's everything's about <laughs> it's it. It's like, a paradox. <laughs> like you know, the nuclear paradox is an actual like theory of just that nuclear weapons weirdly made perhaps a cold war death toll much I, lower than than it would have been without nuclear weapons. I'm but. fine keeping keep thinking stupid, but we can make the stupid a little bit better. <laughs> like keep them not like no systems not control like no hooked up and, 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 and wired together, but it's like, you know, we can make it a little more efficient. That's well, why we need no first use, so... Well, well, yeah, yeah that's, that's bad, no matter what. Yeah, that's... Uh, but anyway, well, we're actually out of time, yeah. so final yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, you go, and then she can go, if you have anything. Yeah, no, so the pulling out of the treaty is something that definitely... I don't, I'm a bit torn on, because I totally understand that, like, if the Russia is not doing it, why, why the hell should we not? Um... You know, why so should we continue to cap ourselves in that way? But at the same time, it by pulling out like that, it kind of just creates a incentive. The later, especially knowing Russia, where they're like, "Well, you pulled out of it. Why didn't we?" Because Russia hasn't formally pulled out; they just aren't abiding by it, which are two different kind of things, <laughs> technically. And Russia is again the country that will insist that something else is happening, and then pull. You know, what what yeah. aboutism is their main tactic of? propaganda and whatnot so that's just kind of just we're, kind of we're, handing we're it guys. to them we're kind of just handing it to them yeah. um whereas letting it expire kind of puts the fault more on them in their court so yeah it's yeah so i i do think it's it's a dark time and it it just undermines a period of time where we were actually working towards a reduction of nuclear arms. And so I, I think this could lead to an escalation in the nuclear arms race. And I do think there is a way forward and that's extending new start, but I am very terrified if that, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen unfortunately in the Trump era because of John Bolton, but we're, we're working to hopefully convince John Bolton and Trump that this is a worthy goal and if Trump's out in 2021, fingers crossed, the new president would have a month to do this. And all it would take is an executive order from both Russian president and U.S. president. But unfortunately, if it's a Democratic president, they only have a month to do this. And so it'd be hard to convince Putin to do and this. And not to pull a rower and say, you know, do a whole one more thing. One thing else with that was by also pulling out of this, I mean, 
Uh, I know that Obama has multiple times said that one of the things that while he was president that would keep him up at night was nuclear escalation between Pakistan and India. Mm -hmm. And by pulling out of something like this, it gives us less clout to later help be a mediator to try and dispute it. Because while the non-proliferation agreement uh, from the United Nations was a massive step, uh, India and Pakistan never signed on to that. Mm -mm. Um, And and they're they're among the less small. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I mean... Being able to still have that in the high ground gives us still to help be right. like real because that's because that's a real. That's uh, one I think of the major nuclear flashlights. That's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that if a new, I mean, and in, in addition to the massive death toll that would happen if those two countries were to start using nukes, it would still be enough to trigger a nuclear winter that would affect all of us. Like, right. so like I said, it's uh, one of the things that keeps uh, it kept Obama and I think still. If I remember correctly, reading still keeps him up at night, and like understandably, like it's rather bit anyway. Not to divert this at the end. And, like, you did. You pulled a Robbie. You're, you're Robin Spirit. You piece of shit. You no, know, you know, he has to be. Here. Someone has to be here. Yeah, don't worry. I'm gonna make sure he listens to this part. Uh, uh, <laughs> Eliminate uh, nuclear weapons. I mean, I'm just make. I'm, I'm gonna make a Deadpool for banking on nuclear holocaust. You know, nuclear holocaust or bust. Um, but really, hopefully, no. <laughs> Hopefully we can um, salvage New Start and not fuck all that up, but I bet we will. Um, anyway, that was almost diplomatic. Thanks, guys. You say yes or thanks or yeah, no. no thank th- you, Ryan. No, really, but thank you for having yeah. us here, Ryan. Yes, yes thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, we're good. <laughs> thank you.